Just to see the hot, steaming loaf as it comes out of the oven, or to smell how delicious it must be, you've got to open your mouth and taste it. Well, Jesus is called the bread of life in the Bible. Even though someone else may tell you how good he is, and you've seen some of the good things he's done, you've still got to taste the goodness of God for yourself. From Psalm 34, verses 8 and 7. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see. Taste and see. 
Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Blessed is he. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear Him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see. story from the Bible in Living Sound. For three hours each day, Ezra, that grand old man of God, friend of kings and leader of the people, read from the book of the law. Finishing, he said unto the people, People of Israel, ye should solemnly and gratefully thank God for all that he has done for you. For the day he called Abraham out of her. For the day he called Abraham out of her. For the exodus out of Egypt. For the exodus out of Egypt. For the laws of truth given on Sinai. For the laws of truth given on Sinai. For the manna from heaven. For the manna from heaven. For the victories over the Canaanites. For the victories over the Canaanites. From Babylonian captivity. Deliverance from Babylonian captivity. For all his 
his endless blessings and deliverance from the wicked. For all his endless blessings and deliverance from the wicked. To prove that they really meant to mend their ways and obey God, they drew up an agreement and signed it. I shall sign the agreement first. What is an agreement, Father? Oh, it's when you promise to do something. What are the people promising to do? Many things, son. But mainly, they are promising God not to marry heathen people, that they will keep holy his Sabbath day, and that they will give each year for the temple services, that they will pay tithe and be faithful, loyal, obedient to the commands of God. Look, Mother, let us go sign the covenant. built and dedicated. The people have repented of their sins and have promised to sin no more. Nehemiah has gone back to his position with the king of Persia. So, my dears, let's continue to love and worship God, always. Are we really going to keep our promises to God? Well, of course, my son. And we shall teach you to love God, too, and keep his commandments. After certain days in the service of the king of Medo-Persia, Nehemiah sought and received permission from the king to journey again to Jerusalem. For, O king, I hear that my people, the Israelites, have forsaken God and are again following in the paths of evil. Permission granted, Nehemiah. I didn't expect you back from Persia so soon. I can well understand why you wish I had not returned at all. I, I, I don't understand. Your you race. understand well enough that it was evil to provide Tobiah with living quarters in the courts of the temple. Well, uh, Nehemiah, your grace, uh, Tobiah married into the family. He's he is now... an Ammonite and an enemy of Israel. You know that as well as I. Well, he has to have some place to live. Besides, he's a great and renowned man. The people as an Ammonite, he is an abomination unto the Lord. Therefore, he shall be cast forth from the temple immediately. You are the high priest of Judah, yet you permitted your son to marry a heathen girl. And you solemnly signed the agreement not to do this very thing. This sin must be corrected at once before the people... I find all manner of people breaking the Sabbath commandment. As nobles of Judah, ye have permitted merchants to profane God's holy day by selling their wares inside the walls on the Sabbath. This shall stop at once. The gates shall be closed and locked so that no merchant may bring his wares into the... Thus did Nehemiah cleanse the temple in Jerusalem by expelling those of idolatrous nations and those who did abominations to the Lord God of Israel. And being full of years, Nehemiah died and was buried with his fathers. Again and again, the priests of Judah, the rulers, and the people forgot God. They did not remember that they had signed a covenant with him, promising to obey and love him. Then Malachi, a prophet of God, appeared on the scene. 
O ye rulers and priests and princes, ye weary God with your sins and abominations. Wherein have we wearied God? Even from the days of your fathers ye have gone away from God's ordinances and have not kept them. Return unto him, and he will return unto thee and bless thee. We have never left off doing his will or his commandments. Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed him. Rob God? You have robbed him in your tithes and offerings. Ye are cursed with a curse, for ye have robbed God, even this whole nation. If ye will pay tithe faithfully and give freely of that which ye have, the Lord God will open the very windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, and there shall not be room enough to receive it. You are mistaken, Malachi. We do pay tithe. We give it to the poor and the widows and children. All things belong to God. The gold and silver, the diamonds and precious stones, the hillsides, the cattle, everything is his. He but lends them for our use. Return unto him a goodly portion, and he will bless you. God challenges you to prove this. All those who do this and obey God in all things shall have their names written in the book of life, and they shall be mine in the day when I make up my special treasure, saith the Lord. I... O oh, Malachi, man of God, I confess to all that thou hast said, Make known unto me how I may have my name written in this book of life. Do God's will. Love him and thy neighbor. Think continually of him and tell others about him. Help humanity, for in helping the least of these ye help God. All good acts and all thoughts are God's treasures that are written in the book of remembrance. And at the last day... Thou shalt receive thy reward, for lo, he shall come and take unto himself his own. We'll continue the Bible story tomorrow, and if you would like to have these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible and Living Sound at 1-800-634. 0234. That's 1-800-634-0234. Now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye. Humba, humba, see ya, humba, humba, see ya, humba, kukayen, 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 see ya, humba, humba, see ya.
marching in the light of God. We are marching in the light of God. We are marching, we are marching, we are marching, we are marching, we are marching in the light of God. See That's one big cow. Well, I'd certainly hate to sit next to him on a bus. <laughs> what about in a canoe? No way. Do you know what I think? Usually, no. I think that cows can teach us a lot about health. How? Well, look at him. Does he look sick? No. Does he look like a weakling? No. Does he look tired and depressed? I don't think so. He looks kind of contented. Exactly. That's one happy cow. So what's so strange about that? Well, look at what he's eating. Grass? Yes, and a few flowers, bushes, leaves, and other stuff growing in the ground. That's what cows eat. That's my point. Big cow over there with all those muscles and beautiful hair and bright eyes and swinging tail and really cool horns eats nothing but grass and water. He doesn't eat meat, which if you stop and think about it, would be kind of gross. He doesn't drink milk unless he's a calf and he doesn't take pills. All he does is walk around the pasture, eat grass and sleep standing up. You know, Sam, you're right. He's proof that we don't need all the stuff that people say we do to be healthy and strong. We just need water, food that grows on the ground, and exercise. But I don't think I'd like eating grass. No problem. We can eat grains and vegetables and fruit. If we did, we could be as smart as a cow. And maybe as healthy as one, too. God has given us everything we need to be healthy inside and out. During Creation Week, He established a health plan for every creature on earth. To learn more about healthy living and about the God who created us all, go to kidsbibleinfo.com. That's kidsbibleinfo.com. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists.
boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Chapter 10, Meeting the Kidnapper. Dee Dee, hey Dee Dee, stop! Dee Dee stopped Angel and whipped around in the saddle. What? What do you mean, what? Sammy asked. I didn't say anything. Didn't you or Willie call my name? No, Sammy said. I didn't either, Willie said, but I heard someone. Dee Dee, it's me! Ruth Thompson stepped out from behind a tree. She looked uneasy like she wanted to run away. The first thing Dee Dee thought of doing was to tell Ruth off for trying to kidnap Zack, but she decided not to. She decided she shouldn't be so quick to judge people anymore. Hi, Ruth. What are you doing here? Ruth shrugged. I guess I wanted to say that I'm sorry for trying to kidnap Zack. Will you forgive me? Dee Dee didn't mean to take so long answering, but she wasn't sure at first if she wanted to forgive Ruth or not. Then she thought about how she had been accusing Eagle Feather when he wasn't even guilty. She knew she owed him an apology, too. Yes, I forgive you. Ruth smiled. It was the first time Dee Dee had ever seen her smile. Thank you, Dee Dee, Ruth said. Then she looked at Willie and Sammy and Dee Dee. How come there are just three of you? And what took you so long? I've been waiting here for a couple of hours. A bear scared Shorty's horse, Sammy said. Then Shorty fell off and broke his leg, Willie added. And now we're trying to find our way back to the lodge to get help, Dee Dee finished. Will you help us? Sure, Ruth said. Can I ride behind you on Angel? Dee Dee took her foot out of the stirrup and held out her hand for Ruth. Ruth grabbed Dee Dee's hand and stuck her foot in the stirrup as Dee Dee helped her up. Dee Dee noticed Ruth's foot and started laughing. You're wearing moccasins, too. Ruth's face turned red. Yeah, I guess you found my tracks, huh? Dee Dee nodded. Uh-huh. Do you think Eagle Feather will forgive me for accusing him of being the kidnapper? I was sure it was his tracks I had found everywhere. I'm sure he will, Ruth said. It sounds to me like we all made some mistakes and need to be forgiven. That's for sure, Dee Dee agreed. Are you ready to ride? I'm ready. Let's ride, Ruth said. Pretty soon it was so dark Dee Dee couldn't see Willie or Sammy at all, even though she could still hear their horses. She was glad Ruth was riding with her. It made her feel better knowing that Ruth knew where they were. Once Willie stopped because he thought Smokey had lost the trail. I think we need to go left, Willie decided. But Smokey wants to go right. We better go the way Smokey wants to go, Ruth said. Willie sighed. Okay, he turned to the right. Fifteen minutes later, they saw lights ahead of them. We made it, Dee Dee shouted. We made it, Willie and Sammy. I'll go tell our parents what happened and that we're all safe, Willie said as he turned Smokey toward the cabins. Good idea, Dee Dee said. We'll go get help for Shorty. Dee Dee, Ruth, and Sammy rode down to the lodge. Dee Dee let Ruth down. Then she and Sammy got down and followed Ruth inside. The first person to see them was a big man with a beard and a red flannel shirt. Hey, are you the kids everyone's so worried about? The ones who went on a ride with Shorty Wilson? Dee Dee gulped. Uh, yes, sir. Shorty's got a broken leg. He's in a cave by the trail that goes to the lake. Some of our friends stayed with him. The big man jumped to his feet. His voice boomed in the lodge. I need some volunteers. Sounds like Shorty could use some help tonight. Before leaving, he turned and smiled down at Dee Dee. Don't worry, we'll take over from here. It was mighty brave of you kids to ride out of the mountains at night like that. Dee Dee smiled. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Sammy said. <laughs> 
The story you have heard today is a chapter of The Shoebox Kids, Book 10, Adventure on Wild Horse Mountain, written by Eric Stoffel, edited and created by Jerry D. Thomas, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Let the children come. Don't dare drive them away. And then the kingdom comes. Hear the holy foolish things they say. The springtime of their life decides the adults they'll become. So let the children come. Children's Bible Journey was brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio and is a production of Lifetalk Radio at lifetalk.net.